How does how does one sprain an elbow in the middle of acoustics class? Like, did you did you hit it on something? Nope. But I sure felt like I just sprained my elbow. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. We were just in class talking about something. Hey, hey, Vocal Fam, what's up? Vocal Fam. School's back. Hello. We're working on the merch. We're not there yet. Yeah. But we're working on it. Working It'll on. Happen. We're working on the merch. It'll happen. Yeah, I've given Sarah an assignment to work on the merch. I looked a bunch. I found options. So we're working on the merch for you. As wait, say something, Sarah. Hello. Okay, good. I got you. It's me. Sorry, we had been playing with the preamp as an audio interface, fighting and we're trying to get. We're fighting. Word. We're fighting playing with the zoom. Not we're what I would we're use. fighting right now with the Zoom as the, as the EGG audio interface, and we're fighting with it. For those of you out there in technology land, we're fighting with the EGG. Those of you who are my battle. EGG brothers and sisters, though, are going, well, yeah, it's the EGG. You fight with it more than you use it. Accurate. I feel like every time we have ever gone to use the EGG, we, we had have to fight had with an audio connection problem. With yeah. audio connections or getting the little packs to work. Or getting the notes to work, just something. So if you're out there in EGG music vocal tech land, I would love to meet someone who just hands down just loves the EGG, has a great time, and is out there going, "Y'all are crazy." I've never had an issue. Like if you're out there, nope, don't (laughs) want to hear from him. Doesn't count. You don't get so to the creator. The creator of Voce Vista doesn't no, get to say that. No, you don't count. Somebody else. Some somebody else. We'd like to know. say Don that you count. You count, but not not in this question. Not in this query. Not in this query. Somebody. I don't think he's listening to us. Ah. Uh, if he is, we love you, Doctor Miller. Thank you. <laughs> I, I feel bad now, but other people, let me know if you really just if you love the HGG. I would. I just want to know. Yeah, we we're ones. having some technical difficulties right now again, and it's not the EGG. The DGG is fine. It's not Voce Vista so it's Video you. Pro. It's the Zoom. It's the Zoom. We're having problems. We're getting audio <laughs> signal. No, because we're getting audio signal. Mm-hmm. We're just not getting EGG signal coming out of the... St- uh, something about the stereo setting in the Zoom is um, not happening right. Does not I thought I've grouped the channels properly so that they're both coming through correctly, and we just can't get it to... So it is you. It's me. Oh, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> me. No, there's no doubt. It's my fault somehow. We could always try, because it said you could link three and four, too. You could always just try the other side and just see if, like, yeah, we could try maybe that. it's two. Yeah, we could. Maybe it was channel two. Or the back. I mean, oh, you're no, you're currently talking on channel two on a mic. I know channel two works, but I'm just saying maybe for some random Sarah reason. Sarah would like to say that her mic channel works, everyone. It works. You're. I mean, I'm sure you're hearing me, but we, we've tried everything else. No, so we were just in acoustics, and we were talking about the general path of understanding voice acoustics. And one of the things that I've said, I've taught voice acoustics now, I don't know how many times. I'm trying to actually count. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to say this is time seven teaching the course voice acoustics. I'm going to say I've taught it seven times. This is number seven. Every time it's taken a little bit of a different shape. But one of the things that I've learned over leading singers through this material, whether that's material out of McCoy, whether that's material out of Bozeman, which is the one of the books we're using, whether mm-hmm. that's material out of out of uh, Don Miller's book, Resonance and Singing, whether that's material out of things that Dr. Howell has written, whether that's mater- whatever the material is, whether it's going all the way back to Sundberg or Tietze or, or, or you know these sort of landmark mm-hmm. books, even going way, way back and reading just sort of without the n- complete picture, uh, needing revision and reading Burton Coffin. Or even reading, you know, uh, going back to 1950 and, 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 and reading Vinard. What I tell people when they're working with this material 
be it that they're looking at oscillating frequencies slash harmonics and they're looking at the relationships of those to vocal tract resonances slash spectral peaks slash formats, which we're using interchangeably at the moment, even mm. though we defined them all today, which we'll do for you in a second. That's nice of us. And you're talking about the interactions of those oscillating frequencies and vocal tract resonances, or you're talking about looking at acoustics more psychoacoustically, and you're talking about looking at roughness and absolute spectral <laughs> tone color. Well, we are in the class, but no matter how you're looking at it, one of the things that I like to say to people when they're new to the material is you probably won't understand almost any of it until you're done going through it a complete time. And I usually tell people if you read through practical vocal acoustics and then you read through Don Miller's resonance and singing and you've been totally through both of them, if mm. you go back and you read practical vocal acoustics a second time, it all of a sudden makes perfect sense. Also much easier to read. Yes. Um, but then if you also then on a second read go back and read resonance and singing a second time, it makes a lot more sense. Um, that's also one of the reasons that I'm trying to also mix some of Dr. Howell's writings in mm -hmm. right off the bat here. Now that we've read the first four chapters of Practical Vocal Acoustics, yeah. I'm trying to mix Dr. Howell's writings in because I actually think his perspective, actually when introduced early on, really even adds an element to this. But I do think it's the kind of material, and I just want to encourage any of our Vocal Fry listeners, if you are really into wanting to know voice acoustics and you want to know this wonderful, wonderful, wacky Jedi world of voice acoustics, because I will always say, that if you, I'm going to revise this. I used to say, if you understand the first format interactions in different styles of singing, it will make you a Jedi Master voice teacher. I'm going to revise that a little bit. If you understand, sorry if we just had some signal interference in the recording. That was mm -hmm. my phone getting a text. I moved it away from the recorder. I'm going to revise it to say, if you understand the first vocal tract resonance and its interactions and you understand the need and necessity for an ooey fundamental, and you understand roughness, and where roughness, what causes it, how it happens, and the different kinds of roughness in different styles of singing, that will make you a Jedi Master voice teacher. Now, you still need ways to communicate that information to your students. And the most important part, I would say is you need to be, as this came up in class, you need to be able to hear it. Yes. The first step is still, here's a singer. What is this sound lacking? Is it lacking roughness? Is it lacking ooey, hollow, fundamental? Is it lacking clarity that might come, in a vowel from the first and second formats or vocal tract resonances? Mm -hmm. What is it lacking? And then... The next step is sort of knowing physiologically as the voice teacher what we need to coax maybe to happen physiologically as any as all voice teaching goes. And then we can get the singer to the sound. But the thing is, and here there's two two points I want to make. One, I think in order to use almost any of this information, you need to have been through all the information. And I think two If you if you if you if you fully digest it, it will fully transform your voice teaching. There's nothing else in voice pedagogy that will transform your day-to-day -day teaching like an understanding of voice acoustics, which is why I'm so adamant about it. It's also why I've become a resonance first voice teacher. Um if you sense. coax the filter into the right shape, the chances are that it, it will send it will send good information back to the larynx, and all of a sudden the student, in addition to phonating better and more efficiently, will also feel like they can breathe. Yeah, I can, I can get on board with that. So I just want to encourage all our listeners: if you're out there in podcast land, 
and you want to get on this acoustics bandwagon to do it, but to do it knowing that it's going to take some investment. It's going to take investing, and it's going to take a little time. It is not material that will just bow down at your feet. You have to think some conceptually. Yeah, it's For a example, I'll give you a good conceptual idea. This is not exact science. This is not a perfect way to think about it, but it is sort of a good lie maybe for voice teachers. One of my former doctoral students, Lee Usselton, who I've talked about in the podcast before, when she was going through this material, preparing for her dissertation, so she had already taken voice acoustics, and we were really, we were really already dissertating. So we were recording great musical theater singers and looking at their resonance strategies and mix and belt and, and, and legit singing. She said, I've come to this realization that I like to conceptualize the format series as hollow space. That if she just thought of the formants as hollow tube space it made much more sense to her. And then if you apply that to like McCoy's set of format rules, constriction in the front of the vocal tract, lowers F1, raises F2. Hence, we have the hollow space then in the back because the constriction's in the front and we get E. Constriction in the back, raises F1, lowers F2, it's hollow space in the front, we get ah. Rounded lips lowers everything. All resonances come down. We get ooh. Shorter tube. Raise the larynx. All resonances go up. Necessary, f at least for super belt. Mm. Probably even for soprano high G. Oof. Queen of the night-esque kind of things. Sorry if you're doing that. <laughs> uh, well, the larynx probably has to raise a little bit. Maybe. Um, oh, yeah, I just mean the... I can't fathom singing that high G. <laughs> if if the if if the vocal tract lengthens, laryngeal lowering, maybe some lip flaring, all vocal tract resonance is lower. Definitely necessary for at least classical tenor, baritone, and bass singing, but probably for all classical Western singing. Yeah. So, you know, if you sort of combine McCoy's format rules with Lee's conception of hollow space, I think it's a good way of looking at formats. It's been format harmonic week in class. Sure has. I shared with them, and I want to encourage our listeners, if you've not read the JAZA article, the Journal of the Acoustic Society of America, led by a team, I think led by Dr. Tietza and a host of other people. There was um, like 30 when you showed it to yeah, us the other it was, day. Yeah, it's like something like that, 20 to 30 authors. Uh, towards a common nomenclature of resonance, something like that. Jazza 2015. If you put towards a common nomenclature, Tietza 2015, the article will come up immediately um, on Google. But in that paper is where they described harmonics as oscillating frequencies, labeling <laughs> them one subscript fancy F zero, one or zero, <laughs> O. See, folks, when we mislabel things, when I first read that Tietza column, I was very mad. You were. I Sarah remembers. I remember. Like, this was his first year at MC. Had, like, added him on Facebook as a friend because, you know. Sarah stalks people. That's not accurate. It is accurate. <laughs> it is actually. Leah's face is it saying is actually accurate. accurate. I. I do Facebook stalk people. If you accept my friend request, you're fair game. Oh. Um, but I mean, you, you've got to be interesting if that helps. All that being said, this wasn't stalking. You literally you posted it, and like we were friends. It just showed up on my timeline, and I was like, "Wow, this person's got some strong feelings about." I remember Letters. on that same on that same uh, thread, a friend of mine who I will not name right now said, "I'm gonna still call them harmonics. You can't make me change." And he knows who he is, and he's a very brilliant person who also writes on these kind of subjects. And so, did I'm not, he change? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Probably. You know. Anyway, and then they were trying to also clarify the two conflicting definitions of format. Sarah, do you want to give them to them? The two definitions yes. of format? 
Well, one is the um, resonances of the vocal tract, like literally okay. in your vocal tract, the hollow spaces you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Which describes more of the what? Like the action yes. of when you're phonating and these and the sound wave being resonated. It's and and the airflow through the, of the sound wave through yeah, the vocal tract. It's it's more active. Almost yes. you said almost a verb, but not a verb. I like I like thinking of it as a verb and the other as a noun. And then the other one are which I'm not using probably nice enough terminology, but just I think of it as the hot points on a spectrogram. Yep. Hot zones on a spectrogram. Yeah. Radiated spectral peaks. That sounds nicer. He used nice words. But that, radiated spectral peaks, are a result of the other definition of formats. Yes. And that's why... Because they don't exist until the fast Fourier transform or the math equation that takes the sound wave and converts it into its component parts on a spectrogram is called a fast Fourier transform. Until the fast Fourier, or FFT... For short, for those of us who are playing at home. All right. So once the FFT is applied to the sound wave, then we'll see radiated spectral peaks. Yeah. Which is why we can use them. I mean, not interchangeably, but it's why we continue to just say formats and not necessarily give them separate terms, correct? Yeah, I think in writing we na- need to clarify. Yes, for Like, sure. I think if we were writing academically, we need to clarify. But, like, talking in a conversation... Based on context, you kind of get which format you are referring to. I agree. Although, if someone was speaking about formats and I clearly knew that they weren't sure, I think I would know. Does that make that sense? Make, yeah, because again, I think contextually, you would be like, I'm not sure this person knows what they're talking I think it would just show in other right. ways. Right. So, that's why I'm always a little suspicious when I hear people mm-hmm. say the word out loud. Uh, and I go, hmm. And I feel like, what is it, Inigo Montoya? That meme? Oh, I, I do not think that s- word means what you think it means. Yeah. Princess Bride. Uh, All the way. Princess Bride. That's a good movie. It's a good book. I read the book a few oh, months ago. Oh, I didn't ago. know the, there was a book. There is. It's precious. Not all that different from the movie. I'm not sure which came first, but it's a Who's cute book. Who's your favorite character from Princess Bride? Mmm, that is a good... Who's your favorite character from Princess Bride? No, I've never seen it. What? What? Really? What? Oh, I assumed you had seen Princess Bride. There are so many things. Well, I know you're not a big movie watcher, but that's just like such a common pop culture like classic. People like, oh my gosh, let's watch Really? Oh, I I, I totally would have thought you would have seen Princess Bride. I guess Wesley's my favorite. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought, like, who's my favorite in this? It's not Buttercup. I don't know why. It's very meh on her. Vincini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> seems right. That seems And the right. first is never start a land and war in Asia, which is only more. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so great. It's, ah. a, it's a great movie. Okay. Great movie. The pastor who Peter did Falk reading to little Fred Savage. Wait, so... When Pastor Bob like referenced it in at my wedding, like did that just mean nothing to you? No, I've heard enough people say quote it. that. Ah, I've heard enough quotes from the movie that I feel like I don't really need to see it. <laughs> nor want to. It seems it's a great movie. It's it's worth watching. It is. It's one of those like it really is. There's few movies that are just so. That hold up. It, I, I would put it very much in the same line as the Willy Wonka, as, as the first Willy Wonka. Not the second, the creepy one. I, I think it just holds up so well. I think it's because Princess Bride, like, it, its comedy is not kind of a dated comedy, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I think so often comedy, it shifts through eras, and therefore something yeah. that was funny 10, 15 years ago just is not funny now. But this is a different kind of comedy. It's just, like, it's separate. I'm not going to say it's like, the same comedy as Monty Python because it's not because never seen that. Oh my gosh! No Holy Grail. I'm not a I'm not a huge Monty Python fan, but I've seen it. Oh goodness! I just don't even know where to go. I don't do I movies. Think... Have you met my father? Does he not watch movies? No. 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's not like the Princess Bride. I mean, what is it, rated G? I mean, it's not even like. I think I think I watched it like on church buses. I mean, I don't do movies. Okay. Ugh. Lewis does not do movies. Really? Yes. Ask him the last movie he's seen. It's probably been a good ten years. I can't. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually. Even. That makes sense. I can't even. Wow, we have drifted well, really far from formats. Yeah, it's probably good. That's probably okay. That's true. We talked about that for Prob- a while. Probably. <laughs> what probably time good. What it? were we talking about? Formants. Formants, not knowing what words mean. Somebody, we, when somebody says the word formant. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good place to end that, that mess. Of how much okay. they actually Okay, let's know. talk about some upcoming things. Sarah, you and I are going to Mississippi State tomorrow. Woo. Uh, to talk at the Mississippi Voice Symposium and Institute. It's a long name, and it doesn't even have the word state. At Mississippi State. It's at Mississippi State. We're going to try to make it at the beginning of Corey Kreider's master class. It's a recital slash master class, I thought. Well, we're going to try to make it. (laughs) Yeah. So do I need to, like, bring a lunch? Like, pack my own lunch? We're going to swing into, like, Zaxby's or something. All right, good. Because, like, lunch is... I get grumpy. Well, no, lunch is critical okay. because that's the only meal I eat. That's what I thought, but I just wanted to make sure because that is not something I can just skip. So I was like, if lunch I got to pack a lunch tomorrow, lunch is I'll, critical. I will do it. What do you eat at Zaxby's? Whatever I want. Chicken. I mean, I sort of eat. Listen, my meal, my eating plan right now is like, um, like at lunch, I basically eat whatever I want. Minus sugar. Yeah, I don't eat. I don't eat like I would not eat like ice cream or just like. Yeah, a, like you probably don't eat. There's. I assume there's sugar in the Zach sauce. Oh yeah, I mean I might eat that, but I mean, but that would probably be the only thing with sugar. It's I tragic. Would. That's the only reason I go to Zaxby's. Is the sauce? Uh, <laughs> it's a good Zach sauce. I try not to eat flour-based carbohydrates, also as little as possible. But but no. sometimes um, it happens. Because right now I'm 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 on I'm in the middle of a cut for our great audience who really wanted to know this, but. But um, I am. I have restarted a weight cut again, so um, I'm only doing solids at lunch, and at night I'm doing a protein shake. Except on Saturdays when I eat whatever I want. That's nice. Uh, except for sugar. Like except I don't for eat. sugar. But like, if I want pizza, I'm gonna eat pizza. I mean, I whatever. That's nice. Um, a lady I work with just started doing um, intermittent fasting. She she's kind of doing like you, where she just stopped. I can't remember what time she said she stops eating at night, mm-hmm. and then doesn't eat until eleven the next. Basically, eat lunch. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean that's she's probably doing eleven seven. That sounds right. Um, most people do sixteen hours, sixteen off, eight on. I think that's what she's doing. But I'm trying to take that a little bit of a step further right now because I've been doing that for so long, for and I'm trying to do it just a protein shake for dinner. So it's intense. I could not do that. Like I'm major down, props to people that can. I'm I'm down eleven pounds since we got back from break. That's awesome. So two weeks, and I'm I'm down eleven pounds. So. So yeah. I'm 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 rebooted. I'm trying to hit 20 more this semester. So those New Year resolutions. No, this has been a not a re- yeah. I mean, this has been longer than uh, New uh, Year. This is a 16 month process. But like right now. New Year, starting it back. Yeah, yeah, rebooting. No, no, we're we're you know rebooting. I mean. We're restarting. Yeah. Well, I've had to I've had to rechange my eating about every five months. Has Just because you hit like a plateau. Four months, four months. Yeah. So like I what I'll do is like I'll lose a whole bunch of weight at the beginning of a new cycle. Yeah. And then I'll plateau. For a few months on yeah. purpose, just to oh. let my body get used to being at that weight. That makes sense. Um, and then I'll, and then I'll restart. Start back. Yeah. Anyway, that okay. was way too much that the podcast audience didn't need to know. No, we are really just blowing them okay, away today. So, MVSI tomorrow. Yes. Voice te- practical voice studio technology. Yep. Sort of the talk we gave at Nats at Nats in the spring, but updated different maybe we'll get the egg to work maybe we won't and we're going to spend most of our time with voce vista good okay because that's i mean i feel like it's we're going to spend practical. most of our time talking about voce vista and when we say voce vista now we mean voce vista video pro Woo. um so we'll spend we'll, we'll do a little bit with mata okay but obviously the practical thing of mata is really ear training but we'll send some signals from mata into voce vista okay um, so we can, you know, demonstrate some different things with that. Yeah. Uh, we will demonstrate some sung sounds. If you have voice, yeah, I'll have you sing some things from a female kind of treble, you know, whatever. We'll have you, we'll have you do some register transitions. I'll maybe have you sing a high note, like classically, mm-hmm. um, to look at, uh, maybe some 
you know, singing where the the roughness is resolving into the pitch. Yeah. For multiple reasons, I am in fact hoping my voice Thank will you, be Dr. back. Thank you, Dr. Howell. Um, that would be good. Uh, maybe look at some bell, a belt, you yeah. know, like a B flat or something, just like a yeah, right know, in the middle, middle something of staff, pretty easy. B flat. Um, I'll demonstrate some things, um, and 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 we'll just play around. And and what I want to do, one of the things I want to do tomorrow, though, mm-hmm. as we do it, I want to leave time for questions. Okay. Like I really want to leave time. I think this will probably be a crowd that's more likely to have questions yeah yeah so that that's one of the things we definitely want to do tomorrow so what's well, 50 minutes right yeah 50 minutes so that's a that's a chunk i mean i don't how long did we spend 25 it, i was gonna say it wasn't that long no, we moved fast though remember how like yes we we had practice yeah, to yeah, get yeah, it yeah, to yeah, move because yeah. we so, knew so we can take our time that's kind of nice and and whatever i was trying to make it work that i could wear a suit and my star wars shirt yes i remember none of my suits work my wife was like, if you just had a black suit right now or a black blazer or a sport coat that you could do this with, it would work. She's like, all your suits right now are like suits. So just know that I'm wearing a suit tomorrow. Like a suit suit? Suit suit. Mm, that just doesn't help me. Anyway. Maybe I'll wear a suit. Like a power pants suit? Yeah. Pants power JK, suit? Okay, I don't actually have a suit, but I did go buy slacks and a little blazer the Which other day. Which way does that go? Pants power suit or power pants suit? Mm, I don't know. I pants think it would just suit, be power, power suit. I think it would just either be power suit or pants suit. What pants I don't suit think you we can wear as powerful. Oh, right? I like that. When I tried it on, I was like, I feel so fancy. And I like put on my little button down and tucked it in. And I was like, look at me. I'm perfect. I, like, I felt like I was playing dress up, to be completely honest. I was like, look at me. I'm a grown up. I have good. actually been thinking about professional wear. Well, yeah, like what we should wear to Voice to Foundation. V- go to Target with me. They have so well, many things. Days that, I mean, well, like when I go and I'm not presenting. I meant when we're presenting. I mean. Well, but remember, I'll be the only one on the podium. I don't care. I'm going to look so, I professional mean, as poop. It's, I mean, it's like when I go and I'm even sometimes people on the podium, honestly, are just wearing like a button down and pants. Mm. My favorite. Let me just tell you something about Voice Foundation. Because obviously a lot of people do wear suits or fancy, you know, pants suits or, or things. Not that fancy. I bought this at Target. <laughs> One of my favorite moments at Voice Foundation and the best address that I've heard given. I forget which of the two sort of keynotes it was. I don't remember. There are two keynotes every year at Voice Foundation. But one of them, this would have been 2015 maybe. Uh, was David Huron from Ohio State. And he had on like khakis, sneakers, and like a short sleeve button shirt. Interesting. And like when I saw him in the bathroom beforehand, I was like, I think that's David Huron. I was like, nah, he's about to give a keynote lecture at Voice Foundation. Not so much. And then he just goes up to the podium and gives like the best talk I've ever heard in my life. It was so great. He has a, like a triple appointment at Ohio State, un- the Ohio State University mm-hmm. in neurological sciences, medicine, and music. So fancy. Or psychology, or something like fancy. it's like it might be a quadruple appointment. I forget exactly what it is, but he's he's nuts. That's awesome. He's a brilliant man. If if you if you've not read any of his writings, you should look at some of them. David Huron, H U R O N. He was the guy who put me onto the idea that nasality. That humans psychologically are predisposed to think when they hear nasality that it's sarcastic. Oh. I I I it blew I mean, me, it blew me away and changed part of my nasality paradigm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think in my new definitions of nasality that are coming out next year in Journal <laughs> of Singing, yeah. I th- actually think that twang. Twang. Or as we heard on Sunday night from Carrie Obert and Chadley Ballantyne, high twang is inherently sarcastic. Gives us the we're psychologically predisposed to hearing that noise as sarcasm, I think. Anyway. That's kinda cool. I mean it, it certainly is kind of how we use it emotionally, whether or not In you're fact, predisposed. He That's was saying that we're predisposed to think that I think what in this case, anyway, we'll, we, we, all things we can talk about later. <laughs> so many things. So many things. 
Um, Ooh, so many things happened this week. I just found out <laughs> on Monday. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so Monday, Matt Edwards, Shenandoah Conservatory, director of the CCM Voice Ped Institute, posts a picture <laughs> of himself because he and Dr. Scott McCoy are both featured guests at the Vocal Arts and Science Symposium at the University of Southern Mississippi. Yeah, but who who else is? Me! And did you know? No. It's always I, a nice surprise. And then I remembered that, that Kim Davis, who runs that, had asked me at Nats, like, so we'll do that again February 1st and 2nd, and you'll come. I was like, oh, great. Yeah, I mean, she goes, Matt Edwards will be there, and Scott McCoy will be there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, they're both friends. I, I, I'll, I'll come down, and I'll... I'll yeah, be there. You're absolutely. thinking I'm going to attend. No. JK. Scott and I are doing a session together on science and voice and something about care and practice. Isn't that nice? And I'm on a round table with both of them. Surprise. And, and there you go. So I'm going to Southern. Isn't it, isn't it nice that in, you found Aren't you glad t- so you found out? So <laughs> tomorrow we're at State. In yep. two weeks I'm at Southern. You guys should come down and meet Dr. McCoy and Dr. Edwards. That'd be cool. When is it? February 1st and 2nd? This is 1st and 2nd. What is that? What days of the week? Friday and Saturday. Oh. Probably so have that would actually rehearsal. She hasn't been scheduling them on the first, on Fridays. That's because I've been gone. Oh. And I will be and gone that day. And you want to know, I was going to say, Perk is, he is sort of in with the director. He could probably finagle some stuff. Maybe. Probably. Probably. Maybe. Depends so if you want to come down and meet him. Dr. McCoy and Dr. Edwards, I would... Uh, Especially like if you ever want to attend the CCM Institute, cool. uh, I'd like to have actually Matt on Road the pod. Trip to Hattiesburg, right? I'd like to have Matt on the pod while we're down there, uh, just even if it's short, even if it's thirty minutes, so he can advertise the. I've been having like an aunt and uncle Institute. So. I'm probably not going to stay down there Friday night. I'll probably drive back. I'll probably drive back and forth. Mm. It's only ninety minutes. Yes. I hate Highway Forty Nine, but I have somewhere I can stay. <laughs> Free. <laughs> Having done that so many times for Mikado and Turandot rehearsals, you, just got over it. I, you sort of just get used I to it. I got so over 49 when Jamie lived in Gulfport. 49 is the worst. Yeah. That's the only ticket I've ever gotten in my life was on 49. Really? Because. Mm-hmm. Mm. Note to self, don't speed up. I was, yeah, I wasn't yeah. thinking, and I thought the speed limit there would be the same as like on an interstate, just not. And so I was going the speed I would go on the interstate. And it. As a result, tickets and they were both in Texas. Mm. Oh, interesting. Well, you were a foreigner within a year of each other. I had a ticket in Maryland and a ticket in Florida. Because you you were a pay them or did you just (laughs) never go back? (laughs) 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 I know we went back to Florida, Maryland. Who knows? I paid an outlaw. It would be kind of fun to be an outlaw. No, just a little. I deserve both of them too. So it's fine. Uh, the first one I deserved, but the second one I was really mad because I it was I just hadn't seen. There was one sign that was ex- was like warning you that a school zone was upcoming, oh. and it was just at like it was like right at the time that that would have been an issue. It was like three thirty in the afternoon, and I was going like less than the posted speed limit if it hadn't been the time when the school zone speed limit was enforced. Yeah. And so I was just so frustrated. They got her. Yeah. And also, when I went to pay the ticket online, the ticket that I got for speeding was less than if I had been pulled over and had an open container in my car. Like if I had had an open beer. You mean it was more than the... Yeah, it was more. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I was so mad. Well, I guess it, it could be like if there had literally been kids crossing the street, like, you yeah, know... Yeah, but it was like It'd a be terrible if you hit a school child. Theoretically. It was an We'd age like to say that we're pro-school zone here at Vocal Fry. <laughs> yes. No. We, Not we me. believe With in the children. With my two young children. Not me. But Not that's Leah. It wasn't, it wasn't an elementary school. It was like an age of school where kids they should know, know better to run into the street. Judging the street. by MC college students, I'd like to point I out don't that, that understand. Goodness gracious! I think they all want to die a little bit because they're just looking at their phones they're while brave. they're crossing. That's a not MC. Jump. That's just in general. Yeah, that's true. 
But it's crazy. You'll be driving, and I think they will literally like hurry up to get out in front of you. And you're like, are One you time kidding me? When I still worked like down the brick streets, and I was coming from Woodmore. And I was just like running a little behind. And so I was, you know, I was really trying to, normally I would have let, like there's this one guy who needed to cross. And normally I probably would have like let him cross. But at this time I was like, no, 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 I got to go. <laughs> and he, I mean, like I got like halfway through the intersection. He did not, but he literally like stared me down, like into my eyes, like the entire <laughs> time he walked across. And you're just <laughs> like, just whatever. Like- Oh my! I like he was not. I think I could have. Like I literally think he would have let me hit him and then potential road rage just, moment. If no, see, I don't get road rage. I was just rage. like, it's oh just my. kind of. Do you care? It was so hilarious, little? actually. If I know classes are changing, I will not drive through MC's campus. I will go around it, even if it would be a little like usually faster. It's crazy. Oh, so. Something I wanted to talk to you both about it. I forgot. And I was going to talk to you about it off the podcast, but whatever. Now we're on the podcast. So I sent out an email yesterday. Oh. <laughs> my annual email asking for singers, this time for voice ped practicum, grad voice ped practicum. And I said something along the lines of, would you like to improve your singing? You want to ha- hit that high note in that favorite worship song? Because I'm telling you, all people want to do is hit that high note. Hit the high note. That's what makes you fancy. So I sent out a campus blast, this time opening it to faculty, staff, and students. Which is interesting because that seems to be a lot of who replied. I've, I had like <laughs> in the first two hours, 50 replies. Wow. Amazing. In, in, in the last two days, I've had about 90 responses. Oh my gosh. That's intense. I have no idea. Um, well, there's a lot to be said for free. That's sure. exactly. If, if you were saying, you know, do you want to take voice lessons? but they're going to cost this. Yeah. That number drops dramatically. It does. It does. So anyway, but you all have your assignments. Yes. And uh, uh, I know that you have a staff member. I do. do. I, I think she mine does. might you be too. You very well may have a staff were, member. Because I looked. Did she say acquisitions? Oh, okay. Perfect. Library. She works perfect. for the library. Okay. <laughs> and I know that I um, Chandler has a faculty member. Oh, and, That's cool. Uh, and then Mark, I think, has a student. So we really kind of run the gamut. Yeah. So it'll be good. That'll be neat. It'll be good. It'll be good. Ought to be an interesting semester. It will be a very interesting semester of of watching you guys teach. Yes, that will be. I'm excited. Something. I'm excited. Uh, is there anything else we had to Spider cover on Man. vocal front? Oh my gosh. Spider Man. What happened Spider-Man. the last two days? Spider Man. It was like. Spider-Man. It was Spider- okay, so the Star Spider-Man Wars. Far From Home trailer drops with no warning. Yeah, I had no idea until you sent it to um, me and Michael. Okay, so let's cover what these three things were. and then Is that the Spider-Man with Tom Holland? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'll go see that Isn't one. That's July. I watched um, the first one on the plane back from Europe, I think. So He's the sequel fresh. to that is he in... Is the, that's July. But So that trailer dropped unannounced. Yeah. Like, I wasn't hearing any Marvel chatter, and then all of a sudden we have a Spider-Man trailer. Then... They probably had to do it like that, because wasn't he the one that's, like, notorious for spoiling everything? What did we we (laughs) think? They sent him to interviews now with, like, other cast members as babysitters, essentially. (laughs) Like, specifically... I love that. But they can't send him with Ruffalo. No, they send him with Benedict Cumberbatch, who's just like... "Mm, That's because Cumberbatch would just go... "Mm." Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're a cute little Except he won't say the word penguin. That video cracks me up. Okay, but we're straying from our point of Spider-Man. So, what did we think of Spider-Man? I thought it was really interesting. I mean, I don't know, honestly, what I expected from this movie because, you know, we we have Avengers, and then I don't really know where this falls in the timeline. Obviously, it's pre-Avengers. What? Isn't it? No. But he got disintegrated. He's with Happy. He's with Nick Fury. No, this is post-Avengers. No, no, I mean pre-everybody getting disintegrated. No! How is Spider-Man in a movie if he's been disintegrated? How many times do I have to talk to people about this? We literally watched him turn into dust. We watched Nick Fury. Is this some alternate universe where all the dust people are right now? Vocal Fry fam. How many times have we talked about this in the podcast? I've never heard this. I I don't know. (laughs) What is this movie? What? 
Because one of my other small group buddies asked me this same exact question this week. I mean, I think I just haven't been paying enough attention to anything about the new Spider-Man Nobody movie. cares as much as you do. I care a lot, but this one, like, I've been really focused on Captain Marvel. I've been really focused on Avengers. I have I to take the mic off Spider-Man the mic stand for this was one. coming out. Please tell me how these dust people are in this movie <sighs> after they're dust. Yeah. Enlighten me. Okay. Perna's theory. I wasn't gonna yell okay, see, theory. It's not even. Perna's theory that he doesn't think is wrong at all. Okay, okay well, of course me. you don't think it's wrong. No, sometimes I say these theories and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. Yeah, because we have Perna's um, theory sure to go wrong. I'm going and looking at things. Tell me. Lay it on me. There is an entire universe within the Soul Stone. And you think this is taking place in the Soul Stone? No. What? Okay. The entirety of Avengers is to make sure that all those characters return. Okay. They are all alive. Yep. With okay, you. so at the end of Avengers, so Thor chops Thanos in the chest. <laughs> okay? Okay. Okay, rewind a second from that. Right before that happens, or no, after, right, right then, Thanos does the snap. So think about your sequence of events here. Snapture happens. All right. Thanos is immediately taken to the red world. Where he's a little potato farmer. No. Where he's in the little empty red water world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With child Gamora. Yes, yes, yes. yes, Who he had to kill to get the soul stone. Yeah. She is alive within the soul stone. Okay. Because a soul for a soul. Okay. The Soul Stone in the comics, very canonically, has its own universe. There is the reason the Soul Stone is very important. Okay. It's one of the reasons it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. The Soul Stone has an entire universe held within it. And often in the comics, characters like even get trapped in the Soulverse. Okay. All okay, so then let's go back to a f- sequence of events. Thanos is immediately taken to the Soulverse. Yes. He talks to Child Gamora. He's transported back to the real world. Okay. Then he transports himself. Now the gauntlet is fried. Okay. He transports himself back to Potato Farming Land. We assume maybe Titan 2 or something. Potato Planet. Okay. Then people start disappearing. So none of the dusting has happened when Thanos and Gamora are the only two in the Soulverse. Gamora had prepared an entire place for all the souls about to be dusted. Okay. So in other words, I already they will all get out of the Soulverse in this movie, hence the whole point to the second movie. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting that Spider-Man is coming after this next Avengers movie. Yes, it's July. Man, I feel dumb right now. Also, how have we not talked about this? That Spider-Man is in July? That's the thing. No, about this whole theory about where everybody is. I think we might have talked about that. And Lee, I just, for whatever reason, was having a really, really dumb moment Well, where... I forgot that like event the next Avengers movie where people are are gonna get out of the Soul Universe totally okay. with you there. Okay. Now that and then this movie's gonna happen. There is a so se- I'm, okay. We're good now. I'm now good there now. is I'm a second. There is a second theory that came out this week. Ugh. Okay. That is a pretty well put together fan theory. Is it, we're still Marvel. Yes. Which one is it? I don't. There was a fan theory. That Doctor Strange actually did use the Time Stone. You know, Thanos says to him, you haven't used your greatest weapon. Okay. Go back to Age of Ultron. Okay. When Banner and Tony are creating Ultron. Yeah. And Banner looks at Tony and he goes, I just feel like I'm caught in a time loop. Oh, that could be an interesting theory. So the theory is that Strange has put the entire universe 
into a multi-year time loop until he can get to solution one. Yeah. Where they actually win and he leaves the loop. But critical characters of massive intelligence, Bruce Banner, Tony Stark, there are moments where they recognize that they're in the time loop. That's a cool theory. And so there are points along the way which would probably be points of quantum entry. Like with... A la Ant-Man. Ant-Man and Marvel, maybe? Or Captain Marvel. Which, of course, we haven't seen that movie yet. A la moments like Tony announcing he's Iron Man. Cap being pulled from the ice. The creation of Ultron. Thor's hammer falls to Earth. Where they might notice... Where there are points that they could be pulled from or go to. Okay. Battle for New York. Okay. That's a cool theory. So the theory was that Strange did use his most powerful weapon. And Thanos just doesn't know it yet. Nobody knows it yet. But like in moments like that, they almost realized it. Like when Banner was create when they were creating Ultron. Well, and you know, it would be like Marvel to make one line mean a whole movie. I mean a whole movie. But think about this. Think about another even meta layer of that. If that theory is correct. Okay. That means that the that battle has been going on for infinity. Stop. That could be a very well. I'm not sure how. (laughs) Like, did I just take it too far? I took it too far. But I think if any of that's like that line of thought is true, then it's all. That's all. That's right. That's it. Or none of it is. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's all or nothing with that theory. Well, I told you pre Avengers. Strange is the most powerful Avenger that we have. I'm with you. I love Doctor Strange. He's a stone holder. He's cool. He got the magic hands. He's smart. He's a cool guy. He got. A, he's got a lasso. He's got a bad accent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he can't say penguin. It would have been nice if he could have just spoken in his normal voice. For those of you who Some don't know what I'm talking like about, there's a great video of Benedict Cumber Cumber Smash. <laughs> as accurate as anything else benedict be cod swallow benedict cookie <laughs> butter <laughs> baby bell cucumber patch yeah it's bad because you um, hear this and you're like oh that guy yeah yeah of him. him mispronouncing the aquatic animal penguin, penguin. and it's like in a documentary and he something. does it like 30 times it's, it's like not, and it gets and it worse. Goes worse it's like penguin Penguin. 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 And it's Penguin. Ba- and you can find it's much easier, like, rather than trying to actually go to the documentary, just look up, like, Graham Norton. Yeah. Graham Norton. Because that's where, like, I they've done it. interviews where they just, like, make fun of him for that it's the whole time. amazing. <laughs> he will never live that down. No. As it's brilliant. He should not. Anyway, so, anyway. so Spider-Man happened this week. Boy, that led us on a Marvel. Uh, that was Marvel Corner for this week. Yeah. Jake, I didn't realize Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be. <laughs> Mysterio. Yeah crazy i had no idea and that's that, I mean, jake gyllenhaal is a fine actor so i mean he'll i think he'll do well even though i never pegged him as like a as a actor that i would see in a marvel movie someday very interesting okay second thing that happened this week well, there's a giant fan theory about star wars on reddit mm-hmm. so this I is not reddit. perna's theory this not. is this is something that we read on reddit that made news this week reddit's theory um that put together, because obviously one of the things that upset the Star Wars universe so badly is Supreme Leader Snoke. Yes, because that was, I'm sorry, I'm with I'm with you people. I was It's one of the things that upset so many about Last Jedi. I, I, I felt like there just was so much more that could have been done. Okay. Or, granted, still could be with this theory. And this fan but. theory states... That, in fact, Snoke was never real. He was a manifestation. Of the Force from Kylo Ren's psyche. His fractured psyche. As in, he was like the Tyler Durden, a la Fight Club. I've seen Fight Club. I have not seen Fight Club. (laughs) So he was the Tyler Durden of Star Wars. And that that's actually how incredibly powerful Kylo Ren is. That might be too powerful. His psyche projecting a force projection created the first order. I mean, that's horrifying. Well, and think how young, given like 
when Kylo Ren, you know, when the... He would have been an adolescent. When all that happened, think how young he would have had to be he would have been an when adolescent. that started That's happening. I mean. He would have been an adolescent, going through all the hormonal y- things of adolescence. I would think even younger. How crazy is that? So if that's true. But then, if it is true, and darkness rises and light to meet it, imagine actually how powerful Rey is. Oh, if she's like the light um, manifestation. If they are really parallel opposites. Would be super cool. I kind of like that again. Don't know. Don't know if that's... I think that's a lot of power and kind of outside of maybe what we usually see. But would it be satisfying? It would be satisfying from an explanation of Snoke. That's what I mean. Yes. I I would find it satisfying at that. I mean, the Plagueis people are going to be supremely upset. And see, I was always a Plagueis person. This doesn't necessarily upset me, though, just because I was so upset by the lack of explanation of Snoke. I just think if we're going to say that Rey and Kylo are that powerful, you're going to have to play really carefully with that story-wise or it's just going to feel like a cop-out. Yes. It's sort of little does ex machina. I mean, so... Yeah, it may not. And another reason I think that that might not be a thing is sort of at the end of, oh gosh, what movie was it where you've got the random kid in the stable and he starts sweeping with the force and it's sort of the idea that we're going to start seeing force users outside of these families. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember what movie that was at the end of. Last Jedi. Yeah. And see, so that's part of what makes me think maybe this isn't what we're going for. But... Maybe. Who knows? It could be really cool. Okay, so that's been Star Wars Corner. And then Ghostbusters. (laughs) And then we had all of a sudden Jason Reitman... Announces a Ghostbusters trailer. It's far yeah. enough along that we get a trailer from the original and Ghostbusters far uniform. Along. Well, <laughs> who in the world knew? Well, certainly not this I. This is exciting. Well, is it exciting? Confusing? It's confusing. It's confusing because they had that Ghostbusters kind of remake. There was a whole all female cast. And I only ever heard good things about it. And yet, I mean, I didn't see it. And maybe I'm part of the problem I for not Michael seeing it. I think Michael saw it. And he enjoyed it. He enjoyed I've heard only good things about it. Uh, I had a friend who went and saw it and thought it was hysterical. Yeah. But it didn't seem to do super well. And they're just completely abandoning it. And maybe it's that I think the it might have been partially that those people are hard to get back. Because they're all pretty big they celebrities. They are pretty busy. Yeah, like those are pretty big names, and so maybe that's. I mean, who all was it? It was. There was like wasn't Leslie Whoopi Gold- Jones. Yeah, M- was Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Wasn't Whoopi um, Goldberg in it? Um, or was she? No. No, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja other, Turtles. Um, big <laughs> SNL. Um, Hold on, was I it Kristen Wiig? Kristen Wiig. Oh, I love Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. That's the thing. Like it was a great. Leslie, J- yeah, right. Yeah. Leslie Jones, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, and somebody else were the four. I Kate think. McKinnon. Leslie Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. And I mean, they're pretty busy. And see, if I pull up, like, if I start typing in Ghostbusters of course, on you know, IMDb. You know who's not busy? The cast of Star Trek Four, which is now permanently shelved. Is it really? Yes. I didn't see three. Oops. So again. Three was terrible. Maybe. Oh, well, there you go. And they wouldn't pay them Marvel money. And so Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth said no and backed out. And then the director backed out. And then they said, well, this is done. <laughs> See, and if I try to look Oops. up Ghostbusters on IMDb to find this new movie, I... There's no IMDb page for it? We have a trailer already? I mean, there's literally Untitled Ghostbusters Project. I just found it. It was way down. Oh, my. Untitled Ghostbusters Project 2020. But at the same time, there yeah, is an official teaser trailer. Yeah, that's crazy, right? 52 seconds. See, it literally <laughs> doesn't even have cast on it. That's what I'm saying. They haven't announced... How can you have a teaser trailer without well, an announced cast? I think they're going to try to... As Jason Reitman apparently in the in the, in the, in the, in the interview said, we want this to unwrap like a present. I think meaning Danny Aykroyd and Bill Murray are in this movie. That makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm actually watching the trailer now on my phone. I mean, if they are... We're 15 sec- 16 seconds in, and there are no people. So I guess that's no. How there's you nothing in the trailer. You I guess that's like how nothing. you can announce. But if if but if if Ackroyd and Bill Murray, that'd be cool. Are both in this tr- movie? I mean, obviously, uh, what's his name is dead. Mm-hmm. But I mean, man. oh, you're right. This is nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. That's nothing. It's a car. It's just ecto ecto one, and that's it. Um. But I mean, 
But but again, who in the world knew <laughs> that that was even something being considered? Because usually, oh, maybe they're so just hoping. Much. Maybe they're hoping by releasing a teaser trailer that those actors will be like, "Oh well, I guess we have to sign on." I will tell you, my wife and I. Um, I think you guys would both like this show. My wife and I watched the series Bodyguard on Netflix. Bodyguard. The gentleman who's the lead actor won Best Actor for the Golden Globes. Okay. Um. Uh, it is phenomenal. I mean, I think you both would Y'all love it. Y'all are just trekking through these Netflix shows right now. Oy vey. Well, we that's because we we're just coming off a break. I mean, we, yeah, we burned through a lot of Yeah, y'all watched Man in the High break. Castle. Yeah, we watched Man in the... Yeah, we, we covered this You've last time, I been watching Travelers, been watching... Um, well, we, well, we watched the pilot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Did y'all watch the pilot? No, not yet. No, no, not yet. We've been wait- It's funny. We've both been waiting on each other to the, all the, be in the house at the, the same the time. The, the t-shirts are already for sale online. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna have to. So, go. I have found some really cool t-shirts. Um, online. so y'all should check that out. Definitely Brooklyn Nine Nine season premiere. The, the good season place. Of the good place. Too. But I do think that 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 ho- bodyguard bodyguard. I think you both would like. Both that? would like it. The premise is this guy, this this cop, former soldier, has PTSD. He gets assigned to be the home secretary's personal bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it unfolds from there. Um, it's <laughs> and it unfold. It's bananas. Okay. It, and it's it's not too violent, and there's not too much language. Um, it's okay. it's it's ban- it's bananas. Good. I mean, his performance is phenomenal. I mean, it's not Breaking Bad phenomenal, but well, that's it's not saying much. <laughs> I am not impressed. Leo is not a fan. I. Mm. It Leo was, was not fine. Fan. It was fine, but deserving of all of the hype. No. Anyway, it's really yeah. good. It was really good. Back uh, bodyguard. <laughs> Really, uh, really excellent. Okay, breakfast. Okay, I've come full circle. Uh, you remember those breakfast biscuits with the Nutella? No, oh, no. You mean your original breakfast the biscuits? The original like breakfast Like back to biscuits. early days of vocal back fry. To the little crunchy like they're cookies, Velveeta not biscuits. They're not cookies. They are cookies. not cookies. These ones like are made Velveeta. with honey and chocolate. But they're crunchy and they're little breakfast biscuits sold by Belvita. Belvita, you know, I, I love your breakfast biscuits. Breakfast biscuits. What can I say? I keep coming back. They're good. I, I w- just I had a coupon and I was like, I haven't had these. Did in you forever. like that Kashi thing? That was amazing. I actually like I had Aren't already so bought the Belvita thing, but I'm thinking next time I might buy that. Aren't they so good? They had like I don't understand. So it's these what are they called? They're like the kashi. It's what I eat for. Oh yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, in yeah. Here with like with the chia and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah chocolate chip chia. Seed. She let me eat it, and like it's weird because it has this like buttery taste to it. It's just really good. And yet there's no way there's butter in it. Yeah, I was a fan. I was good. very Delicious. impressed. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And you know, I'm an expert on like all things granola cookie crunchy breakfasty breakfasty biscuity things. Stuff. Um, very good. Okay, yeah. takeaways for today. Oh, man. Oh. Wow. Science takes a while to absorb. There you go. You just got to let bed. it. You have to Say live. Say that again. I'm going to bed. You You're have going to. to bed. <laughs> I just feel bed. like you have to live with it. <laughs> it's been a long week. It has been. Boy, spring semester feels like it feels like this it's a dog track and the gates open and we are just. And we all just tripped. We face planted. <laughs> like, I mean, I think part of it is like we all just went straight face first into rehearsals. For the musical, yeah, and I mean, I just felt like we started it and went a hundred well, miles I just an hour. And I really didn't even get like a break. That's what sucks about either. like oh, working. Sorry. It's like <laughs> well, I got to sleep in like maybe twice. And one of our professors like assigned us homework for the first day of the class. The first day of class, yeah, that was who did ugh. that? You. <laughs> Are oh, you at a reading for the first day? Yes, yes. in both and of then our we classes. We didn't even with talk you. about it. Jerk. All right. Ugh, I mean, talk so, about jumping in. So I spent my last day of break on Sunday afternoon. I was at Austin's house, and yet I was reading an article. By John Nix. It's by the John first Nix. reference there, right there. Just saying. Hmm? She mentioned someone named Austin. Oh. The first reference on the podcast. Wow. Anyway. 
We're being real subtle with this, aren't she we? She did it, so I'm I'm just yes, I'm, I'm just here. She was like just slipping it in, and then you're like, and now hey you guys, guys made a really you big deal about it. Did you notice that Leah said a name? <laughs> Anyone? Anyway, so uh, my takeaway for today is that I'm wearing the Darth Vader socks that were my Vocal Fry Christmas gift from Leah. They're pretty cool. Uh, um, they're pretty awesome. So anyway, they do. You know what? They look nice though. With you know this outfit, I mean? like, yeah, they're nice. They're just like. They're classy. Those are some good-looking socks. They're classy socks. We did such a good job. <laughs> Come on now, they're Look classy socks. All right, guys. Oh, if you're if you're in the South, join us at State this weekend. Yeah. Uh, for the MVSI. Or Hattiesburg in in two, two weeks. weeks. Surprise! Uh, ha ha! Um, and uh, we will talk to you in a in week. week. Peace out, guys. Bye.